Welcome to another edition of the Independent Grind Podcast, a conversation all about the independent coffee shop and why we love her. To all of our listeners out there, welcome. Can uh, I get a show of hands? Who else currently has a cup of coffee in hand at this very moment? I don't know if it's you, John, but I see a lot of hands. This is a show for the grinders, by the grinders, of the grinders, to the grinders. It's a lot of preposition <laughs> phrases. If you've been looking for a way to liven up your morning and get you ready for the day, ladies and gentlemen, look no further. Share us with your friends. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And most important of all, remember to sip local and tip well. All right, Matthew. I think that's all the shameless plugs we needed to give today. Let's get to the show. Where are you taking us on this fine morning? San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company. Appropriately named because it's in Atlanta. <laughs> we have that. <laughs> yeah, I was really curious about that. And now, now we know. It's not going to get confusing at all when I say, I went to San Francisco. I was in San Francisco. <laughs> We're full of new things in this second season. Um, for the second episode in a row, we'll feature an interview with a barista. That's right. I went to the front lines on this one. Got some sound bites from my man, Leo, a long-tenured barista at San Francisco. Uh, so looking forward to unveiling those for our listeners. Did you tell him about our idea of having your work, uh, have you work undercover in a coffee shop for like a day or two? I feel like that idea is definitely still in the workshop phase. You know how these things get when... I'll stay tuned. I'll stay tuned. I'm going to, but we're, we're, we're going to get to that. I just didn't want to get the, the cart before the horse, if you know what I mean. All right, so... San Francisco does have two locations in Atlanta, one in Virginia Highlands, one in Candler Park. Uh, But similar to last week, I'll go ahead and cut any chain endangerment concerns. San Francisco has been around for a long time, uh, even longer than Griffin, in fact. They've been around since 1992. It was started by a couple, Tanya and Doug Bond, uh, when they moved to Atlanta from California. And... They came in, basically they discovered this landscape that was startlingly devoid of coffee shops. So like any great coffee shop lovers, uh, they saw this void and the bonds sought to fill it. Similar to the community gathering places like they were used to on the West Coast, they founded San Francisco and the rest is, as they say, ongoing history. If every independent (laughs) coffee shop grew at a rate of two shops for every 30 years in business, you and I would not have to be so vigilant. We uh, might even have to have time to take a vacation. This is this is back-to-back episodes now where we have successful independent coffee shops that have uh, expanded. I mean, we, we think expansion is like a, a bad word. It's not. It's about how fast you're expanding and how big you expand. And are you able to maintain the quality and service that independent coffee shop lovers desire? Absolutely. Expansion in and of itself is not a bad thing. But if you're just expanding because you want to make an extra buck, then I think you need to ask yourself why you got in the coffee shop game in the first place. So luckily, not a problem at San Francisco. So first thing that Leo and I talked about was the brewing approach uh, and specifically what his perspective on it uh, at San Francisco was as a barista. Let's have a listen. For the main part, our goal and mission statement is to make coffee as accessible as possible. We know a lot of coffee houses 
around the city and especially nowadays can be really pretentious and we want to just make sure that people understand that a good cup of coffee doesn't necessarily have to be or taste a certain way like you may like something that a certain barista may like turn their nose up at but here we just want to you know make it the way you like it and have a very welcoming approach you know like I said it is kind of like a dysfunctional family so we kind of have this very neighborly warm vibe for sure and um, yeah this next one I think you'll really like John I asked Leo what his go-to brewing method is when he's at home usually it's a french press okay. if I'm like have some time to kind of like sit around and chill or pull over but oftentimes I'm rushing so I just like put it in my coffee maker press start shower and go out because I'm always just like I'm absent-minded and hectic so I just <laughs> I gotta have it on the go but also I work at a coffee shop right. so like usually if I'm moving I just come here pull some espresso or grab a cup to go so Rarely I make coffee at home just because I have such access to it. As someone who works in a quick service restaurant, uh, I, I can relate hardcore with what Leo is talking about. I, I am not in any hurry to go home and, and bread and cook my own chicken. So what? I can only imagine baristas aren't rushing home to dial in their espresso machine and spend 15 minutes making delicious espressos and they do it all day at work. Was that a reveal that you work at a chicken restaurant? I work in a quick service restaurant, and like many quick service restaurants, we do serve chicken. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to find out what you do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the co-owners, Doug Bond, has a blog on coffee and coffee roasting, which is really cool. And he actually had an entry a few weeks ago that dove into this very topic of home brewing. The post is titled, What's the Best Way to Brew Coffee at Home? Uh, you can find it on San Francisco's website. And we'll actually put a link in the episode description. So if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you're listening, go to the link and you can, in the episode description, you'll be able to pull that up. Absolutely. He goes into the pros and cons of drip coffee makers, pour-overs, French press, mocha pot. Highly recommend to anyone who's interested in the art of coffee or who does a lot of brewing of coffee at home. I will say, just as a plug here, Doug has quite the reputation as a roaster, and he actually teaches a few classes at Emory that are related to coffee. I've always had a soft spot for the French press, uh, but after reading his blog, I'm convinced I need to try mocha pot. It's really cool. To me, French press, if you want to make a flavorful, full-bodied cup of coffee at home, French press is a great option. Um, it also doesn't take up a ton of space, which is nice. Um, I'm obviously traveling and on the road. And so I actually recently got an AeroPress coffee maker, which has also been really nice. Similar concept to the French press. The, the most important thing, and he touches on this in his blog, is the temperature of the hot water that you're using is really important. So most run-of-the-mill home-style coffee makers, they're not getting hot. They're, they're not getting the water anywhere close to or above 200 degrees, which ideally, you know, 190, 195, 200 degrees is kind of where you want it in order to bring out the most robust flavor from the coffee grounds. All right. We've got one more clip for you. This is far and away my favorite. Leo and I talking some playlist integrity. Oh, boy. That's, yeah, unfortunately, 
There's a bit of bad news. I did discover that San Francisco currently outsources their playlist. Obviously, on the independent grind, it's certainly not our preference. Uh, but there is a ray of hope. Leo gave me some confidence that they'll move their playlist back in-house in the near future. Let's have a listen. Who's in charge of the playlist here? Do you, do you outsource it to, to Spotify or someone? That's the thing. Like, it's music. Gotcha. Which <laughs> I really wish that we had an aux cord that we could plug in. And I know, stuff, right? But <laughs> they took that away from us. I think we... Uh, we took advantage of it a few too many times. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, we did have a few customers asking if we had like a playlist that they could see or that we could you know share weekly. So the goal is, if they keep their word, the owners are going to let us start playing our own music here again, and we get to make our own playlist and we get to you know share it and you know. I think, it's, a, I think it's really important. I think it's really important. Like, music is like a huge part of the coffee shop culture. So I think right now it's like 70s or something playing, yeah. which is fine. You know, I can vibe with this. So for all that is good and holy, can we get a petition going for the baristas at San Francisco to win back their freedom? Their Oxcord freedom, that is. Give us liberty or give us death. Oh, jeez Louise. That's... That's bad even for you. Honestly, if, uh, you know, independent grind, I would take a lot of pride and would feel like season two is a success if Leo were to reach back out to us in a couple of days and say, hey, guys, thank you for your support. Please let all the independent grinders know that the baristas at San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company have reacquired the ox cord. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> well... I appreciate you talking with Leo. Back-to-back episodes, hearing from baristas, boots on the ground, quite literally talking to the frontline workers who make the coffee shop experience so great all over the country. Baristas, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will say this. I love it when we get to sit down with an owner, talk about the inspiration behind opening the shop, yada, yada. Personally, though, I'm partial to the baristas. It's just I'm a grinder at heart, and I like to be on their front lines and hear what it's like. I'm partial to whoever will talk to me. So if that means it's a barista in the coffee shop, that means it's the owner. I'm just content to talk to anybody that's part of the team. So anyone, anyone that'll talk to you with your pocket protector is a charitable person. That's very true. Very, they're very generous. I, because this is a podcast and they can't see you, I feel like I do need to add the disclaimer. John doesn't wear a pocket protector <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> All right, let's round out our episode with a lightning round of a few shots of espresso. I've been waiting two months for this. Let's do it. Okay. First question for you today. Uh, The owners, obviously, are named Bond. Do you have a favorite Bond movie? I've never seen a single Bond movie. Okay, moving right along. Greatest uh, movie soundtrack. You you love music. I've never asked you this. I'm Mm -hmm. curious. What is your favorite movie soundtrack? Okay, so there are three different answers that come to mind. One is Remember the Titans. Oh, that's a great one. That's great a really soundtrack. good soundtrack. One. one of my college teammates legitimately listened to the Remember the Titans soundtrack in his car like nonstop. Second one that comes to mind is The Choice. I know, a Nicholas Sparks movie. The movie itself, I'm not going to give it rave reviews. Honestly, like two stars out of five. 
but the soundtrack oh my gosh it's just like an indie alternative rock just gold mine i'm i'm uh you didn't disappoint was a very thoughtful answer and then the last one though is oh we're not done no (laughs) it's the hitch soundtrack the the main uh tune in that it's like Da 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 has been stuck in my head for probably seven or eight years now. <laughs> Legitimately, I mean, I'll wake up in the morning that that tune will be in my head. So whatever they did, they did something right. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of our listeners are all thinking Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. That was a sweet playlist. Unfortunately, I think a lot of millennials just assume that some of that music was original to Guardians of the Galaxy, even though most of the songs in that movie are, are classics. We've got a theme going here in this round of A Few Shots of Espresso, and we're going to keep rolling with it. San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company was founded in 1992. I'm going to list a couple of movies that came out in 1992, and uh, they are A Few Good Men, A River Runs Through It, Forever Young with Mel Gibson, low-key, great rom-com, Home Alone 2. It's not really a rom-com. Home Alone 2, the greatest Christmas sequel ever. We... Oh my gosh, not (laughs) (laughs) Um, A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks, just constant classics. You get to choose one of those movies for your future family to watch. That's not even a question. A few good men. I want the truth. What about you? You That's a classic. Honestly, when I made that list, I thought it was a more impressive list than it really was. A few good men does stick out. It's a great yeah. I mean, you a few good men. Did San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company have hot chocolate? John, this is how far I've fallen because of the diet change. I did not even look at the hot chocolate menu. Okay, I, I'm going to talk to my. I've got a, some contacts. I'm going to going to sanction you for this. This is ridiculous. And I, I agreed. We're going to, I don't know what sort of punishment you can even, we're podcasters, so my options are limited here. But, but the thing is, I'm moving, so in, the, I'm moving in the right direction. There has to be consequences. I get coffee every time now. As a brief aside, the San Francisco Coffee Roasting Company coffee's good. Sorry, Leo just had more interesting things to say. I didn't, I didn't want to spend time going into my analysis of their just standard home or their standard uh, uh, drip coffee. But if anyone would like an analysis of the, San Francisco drip coffee, please email me and I'll be happy to type you up a detailed summary. That's all the questions I have. I feel very espresso. Thank you for participating. I have tons of energy for my morning. All righty. Matthew, enjoyed it. That's a wrap for the second episode, season two of the Independent Grind podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram, the underscore independent grind. And uh, please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the grind as much as we do. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday morning for the rest of season two. We've got some exciting content coming your way. Remember, until we meet again, sip local, tip well.